Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com And welcome to Radio 5G. It is December 8th, 2021. My name is Nancy Hopkins. This first hour, we're going to be playing a um, a very interesting uh, discussion that came from February of 2021, but really on, on target here. Um, Mark Joseph will be joining me in the second hour, and we're going to discuss this. So I'm just going to uh, start the, uh, the audio. I, you're going to like this one. It's pretty amazing. And just a note here. Mark's computer had something open, and you're going to hear a ding, ding. You know, Forget it. It's not your computer. Just ignore it. Appreciate you. This is a YouTube presentation from February 1st, 2021. It's with Ken Rolla, Mark Steele. Nicholas Martin, Human Consciousness is Perceptions and Control. Uh, I hope that's recorded. Yeah. Um, may I introduce uh, Ken Rona from Florida in America and Mark Steele from Gateshead in England, two people I've had a great deal of respect for for a long time. And we have very interesting things to talk about today. If I summarize what we're going to talk about, uh, the plan of 5G microwave grid, SARS-CoV-2, vaccines, including nano and quantum dots, population reduction under Agenda 21, the Great Reset and the full CO2 global warming narrative as the driver of the Internet of Things, energetics, occult rituals and their place in the control of human consciousness and perception with reference to, for example, Jeffrey Epstein, Mitigation of uh, microwave in air effects, including the zeolites and the removal of nanoparticles and morgellons. And finally, human consciousness with regard to pyramids and their place in human consciousness transformation, with reference to people like Jay Krishnamurti, David Bowe, Rupert Sheldrake, and morphic resonance, and our Ken Rollers scalar wave machines work in relation to that. And I wonder whether, Ken, you might like to introduce yourself and then Mark could introduce himself. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, um, uh, I was uh, I born and grew up in North Carolina and currently live in Florida. So most of my life I've grown up in the southern United States. and uh, But I have traveled the world quite extensively and seen a lot of things. I've had a lot of really unusual opportunities that have given me access to information that most people don't have access to. So I've seen a lot of things firsthand that, um, frankly, most people wouldn't believe in, in a lot of cases. Uh, I've worked with free energy technology starting back in the 90s. I've worked and lived with Martin Luther King's family and know what really happened with the King assassination. And uh, I've had a lot of really unusual esoteric experiences. Uh, I've also worked in the medical system for 23 years, uh, working in hospitals at the patient level, all the way up to the state and national policy level. And so I've been immersed in the um, sickness industry, 
and seen how it operates from the inside out and know its shortcomings and its strengths because there, there are some things that are good about our uh, so-called healthcare system. And so um, back in the mid nineties, it was probably when I really started getting into um, <laughs> high strangeness when I started working with free energy. Uh, I, I attended a conference where a man who had a water fuel named Ewell Brown uh, spoke and presented his technology and uh, he was actually selling dealerships, distributorships to sell free energy machines to power homes. And I was very excited about it, using water, by the way, and um, got very excited about it, invested in that, and wound up working with Brown, the people working with him, and saw a lot of things up close. And also, you know, my, ba my educational background is in electrical engineering, and when I was working with Brown, I saw a lot of things that just completely defied my education. And so it opened me up to a whole new world of physics and mathematics and things that I was not taught in school and, in fact, contradicted much of what I did learn in school. And so over the years, I've come to realize that most of what we've been taught in school about everything is fundamentally flawed, especially, I would say, you know, math and science. We tend to think that mathematics is very concrete. Um, but in fact, there are a lot of fundamental flaws in our mathematics and just in the fact that we use base 10 mathematics, which we can get into, uh, rather than base six, which is kind of how the universe is structured. So, so yeah, I just have had a lot of unusual experiences. And when you start working with these advanced technologies, you start getting exposed to a lot of different, very advanced technologies, inventors, people in government agencies, people in military, people in intelligence agencies. And then when I started developing my own skater technologies, I had uh, encounters with intelligence agents and military people and secret space program people and extraterrestrials and all kinds of crazy stuff. So, um, so all of that together has given me experience that would sound crazy to most people, especially to most scientists. Uh, and yet, uh, I utilize it to make technologies that can help people. Great. It's fantastic. And um, I think Mark would be sympathetic to a lot of that because you have, Mark, very bad experiences with orthodox scientists. And I wonder if you could explain a bit about your background. <laughs> well, I have a lot of uh, problems with indoctrination. And we've seen that in a great deal of the scientific community where a number of scientists are, even though they may have the inkling that something's not correct, are very, very uh, frightened to speak out. So consequently, they all stick to the same narrative. And that narrative is definitely wrong in most occasions, especially because I always look at physics from two perspectives. There's sort of the, you know, the, the understood physical world, uh, and then there's reality, which is absolutely nothing like what the uh, physical world, what, you know, the, the thing that stacks up is absolutely not the, you know, not the reality. That's, that's the issue that we'll have. And what is reality anyway? I mean, these sort of, you know, the philosophical um, words that really need to be looked at in a philosophical way, not so much in a scientific way. And even though the science will substantiate, uh, we'll have to be very, very careful um, because it is a very, very uh, complicated uh, number of issues that we'll have to debate. Hmm. Um, and what I would say is your background is 
in relation to our discussions tonight is microwave weaponry. And you were the first to recognize that um, when you were working in the weapons world, that they were trying to introduce that technology into peaceable telecommunications. And then you blew the whistle and then all hell broke loose. loose. I think that's a fair assessment, isn't it? Because they've been trying to shut you up ever since then, <laughs> unsuccessfully. Uh, you try to try to shoot us up from day one. I think one of the things that the you know the industry and the basic science basically says that non-ionizing radiation uh, is basically not you know there's not enough energy in the photon for it to be of any uh, significant uh, damaging feature. However, direct energy weapons systems operate the non-ionizing radiation spectrum, and I've actually seen the devastation that they can cause so consequently always knew that that was a fabrication always knew it was a lie it's basically and, and, and a lot of the scientists that you meet you know where they've got a, a, a very very poor understanding of the non-ionizing radiation spectrum the man-made non-ionizing radiation spectrum and especially the weapon systems programs well they just basically haven't got a clue hmm. in fact i've had to do a number of uh, small silly experiments to try and uh, how you can cause ionization and cause ionization uh, using ultrasounds, never mind uh, microwaves. So, you know, in, it, there's just there's, there's so much that, uh, let's say, the indoctrinated uh, world just aren't exposed to. And this is where a lot of the military uh, experiments uh, show that, you know, the, the basic understanding of physics is, 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 is flawed. Mm, absolutely. And that brings us on to um, the nature of cognitive dissonance. That most people can't imagine that governments are not looking after their best interests. And maybe if we go into the 5G microwave grid and how it links to SARS-CoV-2 through the nanoparticles and the vaccines, and that this is in fact a, a population reduction program, and that's probably the most difficult thing to get over to people without them thinking you've gone completely around the bend. I don't know whether you have any particular views on that, um, Ken, how, how one can see that the microwave grid is specifically designed to work with the nano and the coronavirus vaccines. And now is a very good time to see whether we can explain that to people. I don't know whether you feel the same. Yes, uh, and, and actually I've had um, several different um, sources that have told me uh, the 5G grid is really designed for a, a multiple purposes. Um, 25 years ago when I encountered reptilian extraterrestrials, one of the things that they told me, which didn't really make sense to me at the time, was that they were traveling through time, them and other extraterrestrials traveled through time to change timelines to to affect their timeline and their present, you know, they 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 actually said that our conceptualization of time is completely wrong, um, and they they actually said that our the way we view time is a quaint local custom, so we don't really understand time, and because of our physicality, and and also the suppression of our consciousness on this planet, we really don't understand the real nature of time and how it works and what it is. Um, but at any rate, they said that they were going to, and a lot of different extraterrestrials were going to different timelines to kind of repair things that where they had caused damage that was creating a tyranny in their time on their planets that they said we couldn't even imagine. Uh, and again, this was in 1995. So um, 
you know, I had no awareness of you know, the 5G or anything like that was coming, but they said that on their planets that they had total thought control where they had a satellite grid around the planet that monitored everyone's thoughts in real time. And if anybody thought or did anything out of order from what the powers that be wanted, they would be punished severely or killed. So I just thought at the time, oh, well, I'm glad I'm not living in that world. <laughs> and here we are, right? <laughs> uh, so, so that was my first introduction to a global satellite grid. And, you know, I, like I said, I didn't think a whole lot about it because it didn't seem relevant to me at the time. But I, I realize now back in those days, they were giving me a lot of information that were preparing me for doing the things I'm doing now to help create solutions for these things. So that was my first kind of exposure to, you know, what 5G might be. And then since then, when 5G started being announced and started coming out, people like Mark and others, uh, Barry, uh, uh, yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, and, and other folks started exposing this, um, I know people in the military who were telling me that one of the purposes of 5G is to um, uh, to to create or not to create, but to implement space-based weapons. And so um, there are a variety of different kinds of space-based weapons, including the satellites themselves, from what my military contact told me. And we have you know multiple secret space programs on Earth that have been going out into space many, many light years away with anti-gravity technology and uh, free energy technology, all kinds of stuff. They've been going for decades, many decades, probably since the 40s and 50s. And I've met four or five different people who have actually worked on those technologies, on those programs. So in completely different times and places. So I've had confirmation of this from different people actually working in these programs. So they've got, we've got these secret space programs. We've got all these space weapons uh, in our atmosphere or outside of our atmosphere, but surrounding the planet. And the 5G grid, according to what I'm being told, is also to help implement space weapons. Uh, and China, apparently the United States and Russia are the most developed in that area. But there are many other countries that also have spacecraft and space weapons uh, that can, you know, not only uh, travel through space, but also travel through time. And so the level of technology that we have is so far beyond what most people would even believe or comprehend because they have been having extraterrestrial contact, governments have for decades, and they've been trading technologies for genetic samples and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and also for our manufacturing base, uh, from what I'm told, um, because we have such a large manufacturing base and we're very good at reverse engineering, implementing and engineering and building things that some extraterrestrials will trade us in exchange for utilizing our manufacturing base or having our companies build stuff for them. So there's a lot more to 5G than meets the eye. And then in my own personal experience, even before 5G, um, because I build skater devices, I'm very familiar with that technology and familiar with electromagnetic energy and how it operates. Um, I started to see some instances of evidence of skater technology built into the 4G towers. And so, um, so that's one thing that most people I don't hear talk about is that 5G is not only electromagnetic, but it also, I believe they've got skater frequencies or skater technologies built into these satellites and the towers, uh, the cell towers on the ground level. 
as well. They certainly have them in the 4G towers, um, and I've seen evidence of that. So, so there's a lot more going on. I think there are multiple functions and purposes. Definitely one is surveillance. I was told by a PhD in electrical engineering who was familiar with 5G technology and who also was connected to the, I believe it was the NSA or the CIA. And he said that, um, that we don't need, if we just were using 5G for what they claim it's being used for, for faster internet and all that nonsense and the internet of things, et cetera, we wouldn't need to have the ground-based towers. We could do it all by satellite. But the reason that the ground-based towers are being put in place is not only for surveillance of people because these technologies can identify you in your home or wherever you're at because uh, everybody, basically human bodies, all living organisms are fractal antennas. They're skater fractal antennas and they, we have an individual fingerprint, energetic fingerprint that can be identified. And so part of the, I think part of this technology is from what I'm being told is yes, to surveil and monitor people, but also to mind control people mm -hmm. uh, because you can, using a combination of technologies in the home, the internet of things, smart appliances, LED lighting and, and other stuff in, in households and buildings, you can combine that with 5G technology to identify who's in the house, what they're saying, even what they're thinking, and then even program thoughts into their mind. Mm -hmm. So I, I think a big part of it is going to be for mind control and suppressing consciousness on the planet, making people submissive and compliant as well as killing off population, reducing population, because you can certainly do that. Mm -hmm. um, that's very interesting, again, because uh, Mark and I did a program with Barry Trower um, about 18 months ago to warn Londoners about 5G. And of course, many didn't realize that we have had it in the UK, and that is thanks to Mark, who was the first person to identify that it's been through the LED streetlights in the, in the UK. I think Mark said... It was installed in Gateshead in 2011. Is is that right, Mark? That's correct. The first, the first we knew, well, the first I knew of it was in 2016, uh, when we actually got our hands on the antenna, these phased array radar scanning uh, technologies that can actually uh, scan your home and, and see into your home, single elements in large urban arrays. And the, uh, when I got the information from Gateshead Council, it actually started the first deployment in 2011. So this whole thing about, you know, 5G, like the main technical parameter for 5G is basically urban radar. It's either phased array and it's a collimated antenna design that can focus a direct energy beam at your target. So it can sweep the ground as urban radar, they can target a choir and they can actually focus a signal. That's what 5G's main technical parameter is, the antenna design that can cause that uh, that physical beam forming of a uh, wave or set of photons. Consequently, that's that's 5G. So once I saw the antenna, and like I said, they've been fitting these uh, directional antennas since 2011 now, if you look at the, you know, the technology has been around for a long, long time. So, you know, 5G didn't really represent fifth generation telecommunications. What it meant was it was the pentagram, the penta and the G for gram. It was the five points of the satanic symbolism uh, for this uh, end of times prophecy. Because there's absolutely no, there's no 6G. Uh, already know that. In fact, the WAF, 
the World Economic Forum uh, have already admitted there'd be no 6G. There's only 5G. Well, there'd only be 5G because 5G is the end of times prophecy and it's yet to kill everybody. And they're going to do that in conjunction with a contaminated bioweapon vaccination program where the vaccination has uh, nano uh, tungsten, aluminium, mercury and zinc particulates. Well, no nanoparticles are toxic to biology in any event. Once you put them uh, into a body in a microwave radiation field, when the potential to either control, subvert, subdue, uh, those things can all be done with microwave radiation in the first instance. If you add a measure of uh, this contamination, it just gives the radiation impact uh, a little bit more, uh, well, a lot more uh, control. But I believe that the, the real reason for the nano tungsten in particular is to pull what's called an EMP, an electromagnetic pulse. And I believe that is correct because of the energy output of the equipment. The equipment, some of the small street light antennas, these uh, directional uh, single elements in the larger rear, where they can actually occasionally phase the rear sort of properties so you can scan the environment. We saw a massive capacitance on the antenna boards with large uh, switch and relays. I mean, a switch and relay on an antenna uh, of 3,300 watts on an antenna board. <laughs> you know, I can scan somebody's home with a lot less power than 3,000. 300 watts and this is just a single element in a large array now if i was to switch all of these on and we also discovered this in smart meters uh, and a lot of the smart equipment had massive capacitance these large um capacitors were that holding the charge on the antenna boards which can be discharged in a millisecond and you can get this massive amount of energy uh, burst in a particular area. Now, if I fill a cityscape, a smart city, with billions of these, or multiples of millions of these small antenna, with this massive capacitance, and then I fill all the uh, people in that uh, smart city with uh, the upcoming contaminated tungsten uh, nanoparticulates, and I fire the EMP, I'm going to vaporize all those people. I won't need to incinerate them. Well, I will incinerate them. They'll just basically they'll disassociate at a molecular level, depending on the frequency and the uh, energy levels that I use from these transmitters. So it was the it was the size and the capacity of the equipment that was being installed, totally unnecessary. And we we're seeing massive. Uh, amounts of potential energy in this equipment for what purpose and that purpose to me could only be for a potential EMP event and I believe that is exactly what the plan is where they're going to kill off all of biology on you know in the agricultural setting you know kill the worms in the ground kill the pollinators and basically force people into these smart cities where they can be fed and then once they get enough of them in and they've got that contaminated vaccination with that passport to get into the city and then pull what's called an EMP and basically just vaporise them and take the city down at the same time. So you can take the buildings down, 
and that's another thing with 5G. It had it's got a massive spectrum, uh, basic spectrum dominance, where you've got uh, the large blanket coverages in the sub gigahertz, and then you've got the uh, number of other frequencies uh, up into the millimetre waveforms up to 300 gigahertz. So as well as the terahertz range in the LED street furniture, so you've got massive spectrum dominance in the equipment, but also massive capacitance. And that was what made me extremely suspect to this not being a control, a social control network, but in fact just total kill grid. Mm. That's you know that, and that's my. From what I've seen, it, it you know the, I think there's a there's a there's a narrative out there about it being about control. I'm not saying it's not for control, and I'm not saying that there's not people who believe it to be just for control. What I'm saying is the capacity of the equipment, it's for mass genocide. It's not for control. Hmm. What I was going to say, Ken, is that um, there seem to be these... It's interesting because I hadn't thought of it. Um, What you're saying about satellites and what Mark is saying about weapons, there are some people who think that the United Nations Agenda 21 is to reduce the size of humanity. And then there's the trans... Uh, human agenda, where through the nanoparticles and the recombinant DNA vaccines, the human DNA is changed. So any rump of humanity would become less and less biological and more changed to an artificial intelligence. Um, Do you think it could be that a a certain residue of humanity would then be utterly controlled via that? Or what do you feel about that aspect? Ken or Mark? I was thinking of you, whether you, um, you see, Mark, Mark uh, understand, points out that if they unleashed this EMP attack, everything would be, all human beings would be vaporized and the buildings would come down like 9-11 as well. Um, but there are some people who think there is this transhumanist agenda, whereby through the nanoparticles in the body and the interaction with uh, the um, 5G and the recombinant DNA vaccines, the messenger RNA will take molecules or components out of the protein spike and create a complementary DNA. And then gradually the human being will be transformed away from its current form into an AI entity, which do you think that could be a result? And once they've reduced a significant number of people, well, yeah, first of all, I do totally agree with what Mark was saying, that it can be used to disassociate matter or kill people off, most certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also evidence that 5G frequencies can be used in various ways to make people sick or kill them off, or, believe it or not, create specifically COVID-19 in the body. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is something that um, not many people are talking about, but... There have been some, you know, rumors online about it, but but there was actually a paper that was uh, came out by Firinelli, Safiri, Rokia, and a few others. Yes, uh, Mm -hmm. called five G technology and induction of coronavirus in skin cells, Mm -hmm. and they proved that five G millimeter waves can create the COVID nineteen virus in skin cells. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that means. Not only, and of course, I know for, for a fact, because I've been hit with bioweapons and energy weapons several times, skater weapons and electromagnetic, I can tell you for sure that these skater weapons can create, because they skater waves create and alter matter, they can also create 
pathogens within the body or diseases or whatever. Hmm. And, and so there's a lot of evidence that 5G millimeter waves can also create disease in the body, uh, specifically COVID-19. And I think that's a lot of what you see going on when you see these hot spots of so-called COVID yeah. outbreaks. Uh, you're not seeing a physical virus. I think you're seeing energy weapons being used on people to induce it. And of course, that study that they did was quickly um, denounced online uh, as, you know, any credible studies. There are several credible studies <coughs> COVID that have been discredited. Yes. Uh, so you've got the ability to create COVID-19 in the body, but then you also have the ability to, if you, let's say, however you get a pathogen in the body, once it's there, uh, you can actually use millimeter waves. You can use 18 gigahertz millimeter, millimeter waves to dilate the pores in the cells, which will allow the pathogen to much more easily enter the cells and kill the cells and destroy the, the host. Mm -hmm. And so consequently, once the cells have been infected, you can use 60 gigahertz millimeter waves to close off the cells and starve the cells of oxygen. And so when you starve the cells of oxygen, you don't have the metabolism of ATP, which creates energy in the body. And so basically you you kill somebody at the cellular level by starving them, robbing them of oxygen and energy. Mm. So there's many ways this technology can be used to harm people, to kill people, and to reduce population. So I totally agree with Mark. I think there's multiple vectors for doing that. And this, I think, is part of the why the, there's confusion around covid and what it is, because there are reputable labs that have isolated the physical virus, but then there are also indications that in, in some places it may not be the physical virus, it may be an energy weapon. Exactly. And yeah. so I think that's adding to the confusion of things. Yes, I fully agree with that. And there's also the work of Diana Volkoviak, the Polish scientist, who points out that the kinase pathways in the cell can either be triggered by viral activity or by microwave activity, these symptoms being the same. Um, but what I was going to say, Mark would, um, I'm not saying because I really don't know. I'm asking this question as from a not knowing point. Is the agenda to kill off all biological life or is the agenda to reduce radically the human population and transform the remainder into an AI product? What do you think? Well, I think that, you know, the, the, it's an asymmetrical one. I think the plan is to, it's a soul caption plan. Satan wants your soul. That's the reason for the, uh, you know, there's no other reason why they want to do gene editing technology. Why would you want a gene editing, uh, tech, uh, you know, a, a DNA structure in a human if you're going to just murder them? You know, you just put the, all you do is just put the contaminated uh, tungsten in and vaporize them, put them in a 5G field and just kill them. Mm. Yeah? The reason for the uh, gene editing is to turn them into chimeras. So once they turn into a chimera, they're not the creator's creation, and the creator then will turn his back on. So, you know, this is a spiritual war we're fighting. It's not a physical war. It's a spiritual war, and it's about Satan capturing souls. He wants as many souls as he wants, and it's the pig ignorance of people. Uh, what I call a pig is, you know, somebody who's basically got a bad soul or lack of knowledge, and willful lack of knowledge. Not It's not, not, it's not the fact that, you know, don't. Uh, they can't find out, they just they don't want to know. And that's willful ignorance, pig ignorance. The consequently, those pigs are going to die. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, we can't save them all. We can only save those that want to save themselves. I do believe that what comes out of it is going to be better. That's why I'm always quite, uh, you know, quite jovial about it. You know, I mean, I talk about some of the serious issues about the multiples of billions who are going to be murdered across the planet. That's just as a matter of fact. But that's a matter for them. The people who are going to survive are the ones who have the knowledge. And it is absolutely a spiritual war. You, you know, we know that because why would they want to change their DNA before they murder you? They're mm. doing it because they don't want the universal sanction from the creator. They want to just see. I mean, you only have to look at the information they're putting out. It's pretty obvious. You've got to be pretty dim uh, to think that, you know, for people who are going to get the test for a coronavirus uh, that the government are telling you you're going to die from it. It's so very, it's so dangerous. It's killing everything on the planet. Uh, but you actually have to go and get a test to see if you have it. Now, if that doesn't uh, start ringing a few alarm bells <laughs> with most sensible people, anybody with any critical uh, thought process would see that straight away. And unfortunately, but a lot of people just can't see it and you get a lot of people who even believe that they'd be clever i mean i was reading a thing this morning where there's a doctor in, uh, in america uh, a pediatrician uh, has been in the job a long time he just had the vaccination and he just died last week well who wants to inject themselves with what's fundamentally a bioweapon the source cov 2 was developed in a bioweapons laboratory in source covid 19 it's in the vaccine. It's not what people are passing around. In that information, I mean, it's blatantly out there. So it's blatantly out there for a reason. Because obviously, you've got to give people a bit of a chance. They've been given the information. I've been giving them the information for a long time. Ken's been putting the information out. You've been putting the information out, Nicholas. And a lot of people just willfully don't want to accept the technicalities and the science of what we're talking about. And mm. that's the ticket to die. Mm. Um, you wear the mask, you do as you're told, you wear the mask, you're marked to die. You mm. do as you're told, you're marked to die. You see, the sov mm. we are sovereign. We, we are critical and should be critical thinkers. So why would, uh, why would other people, I mean, it, to me, it's a bit bizarre uh, how people just totally don't get this. I mean, it, it's so blatantly obvious something's very, very untoward going on. Mm. And even if they just acquiesce, you see, they are tacitly agreeing to die by going along with it. Even if they don't agree, if they still go along with it, they're doing Satan's work. It's the whole point of the mask wearing. The mask wearing is just a satanic agenda. Mm. The walking around in circles is a satanic agenda. They're all satanic symbols. And whether people believe it or not, the people who are in control and committing this mass genocide, they absolutely do. That's why Johnson, with these six people, six foot six apart for the next six months, they're shutting down the post from 6 a.m. 6 p.m., the 0606 and the Luciferin and the vaccine, they absolutely believe it 100%. And, you know, you've got to take it. You've got to take notes. These people do have all of the resources to do what they, you know, to fulfil the biblical prophecy of the end of times. Mm. Um, what I was going to say, if I can just pop in there, because um, um, I come from a slightly different angle. I came because I met many years ago Jay Krishna Mercy, and that was a profound experience for me. And I tend to think in terms of a mind and energy passing through the mind, and out of that comes consciousness. Now, I know Mark is 
absolutely convinced, and he may well be right, I'm not qualified to say different, that this agenda is essentially satanic. And that brings us on to the uh, occult rituals which are performed in these sort of temples that Epstein had on his island. And that is fits in a way, because if you corrupt the universal energy of the universe and that corruption, then out of that corrupted energy comes a consciousness, and you can call it satanic, or you could call it, as um, Rudolf Steiner called it, either satanic or loose, uh, or arimanic, and the arimanic is more the mechanical AI side, and the Luciferian satanic is more the crazy ideology of their religions. Um, I don't know what, whether you've got any um, clarification you can give us, uh, Ken, because for me, I'm not absolutely, I'm not saying Mark is wrong, but I got a question mark in relation to Satan and God. My view, um, I mean, is that that's quite a simplistic view, that it might be more complicated than that, particularly if you take into account Rudolf Steiner's bringing in of artificial intelligence through Ahriman as opposed to Lucifer. And you mentioned um, your experience with esoteric or what we could say extraterrestrials and obviously we know the work of um, Alistair Crowley who was a very active occultist who used to contact interdimensional entities through these terrible rituals that he did. Um, what are your views on that and if we could just tie that in because Mark's view is they want to obliterate the whole of human life and capture souls my view is I really don't know, but I'm aware of these things going on. I don't doubt, by the way, Mark's absolutely correct on the science. I have no doubt about that. But philosophically, I can't quite make sense of it. And so I'd be very interested to hear what your views are, Ken. Well, first of all, I would agree with Mark's perspective on things in that um, it's really a matter of semantics as to how you describe what's going on. But at a spiritual level, I mean, you know, I was told when I was encountering these reptilian extraterrestrials physically and then telepathically, um, they were giving me a lot of information on specific technologies and science and things like that. But they also gave me information on what was really going on in the planet and why. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time, I didn't even know why I was being given this information because it had no relevance on my life at the time. I was a computer programmer. Um, but so that gave me a perspective on when I hear people talking, viewing what's going on through different lenses, I think they're all correct. It's just a matter of perspective right. and, and language, because there is definitely a spiritual war going on uh, as above, so below. There's been a spiritual war going on out in space for millennia, uh, because there are certain types of extraterrestrials. And when I say extraterrestrials, sometimes they're not physical ET, sometimes they're multi-dimensional because they operate outside of our physical frequency range. Mm -hmm. uh, our conceptualization of matter and energy and stuff is limited because we're physical and also because of the misdirection we've had in our education. Absolutely. But, um, but I think that um, there, what some, there, there's definitely, there are polarities of consciousness and certain polarities of consciousness we would call evil mm -hmm. and satanic. And they are, they are manifest through these, what we have experienced in human history that we would call satanic, uh, whether you want to call it the devil or Satan or Lucifer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And 
um, and it's real, it exists. Now, I've been told several things between these extraterrestrials and secret space program people that kind of widen my perspective on it, but I still think that it's correct what Mark is saying hmm. in that, you know, what I've been told is that there are, for example, the, 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 the name Lucifer, um, I was told this by Valery Uvarov, who is a Russian pyramid scientist, who was, he was in the KGB years ago, and it was his job to investigate UFO incidents, and he investigated one where he was taken up on a spacecraft with some human extraterrestrials, and they toured him around the solar system, and they told him uh, a lot about his real, uh, his different lifetimes, and the real history of Earth, and the history of our solar system, and he, one of the things that he said was that they told him, and I was also told this, by the way, so I knew he was telling the truth because I was told this directly by the ETs I encountered that there used to be a planet in our solar system called Maldek. And it goes by other names and Mars was its moon and there were humans living on both. And Mar uh, Maldek was much, much bigger than Mars and it had different gravitation and it had uh, much larger people, 60 to 90 foot tall humans as opposed to Mars, where they were closer to our size. And they developed technologically at about the same pace. And when they discovered each other, when they got space travel and discovered each other, they got into a war. And Mars knew that they were going to lose because they were smaller in stature in, in every way. Uh, but they also knew, because of their travels in the solar system, that there were a couple of, believe it or not, and this is going to sound crazy to people, believe it or not, that there uh, were a couple of... Um, Death stars, like kind of like in Star Wars, they were put in our solar system to protect us from extraterrestrial invasions, uh, and they were put there by some very, very advanced extraterrestrials, terrestrials that were so advanced that they didn't even exist in physicality. They were non-corporeal, and they were extremely adept at manipulating matter and energy on a galactic scale. I mean, they could they could play with planets and suns and all kinds of stuff. So anyway, they supposedly put these two Death Stars to protect us, and Mars uh, hacked one of them and used it to destroy Maldek, which then destroyed Mars. And um, so Valeri told me that the general that made the decisions, the Martian general that made the decision to attack Maldek in that way and destroy it, his name was Lucifer. Mm -hmm. And so there's a whole huge long story behind it, but basically when these two planets, everybody died on these planets, you know, there were millions, I don't know, maybe billions of discarnate souls that had to incarnate eventually, but it, it took a long, long time. They were discarnate for a long, long, long time. And uh, because of the karma of what they had done, they were not allowed to incarnate into regular bodies. They actually incarnated onto several different planets with the help of extraterrestrial interdimensional beings. But because of the karma, they weren't allowed to come into functioning literate bodies they had to come into type kind of like proto-human type bodies that couldn't speak and didn't have language so that it would take them you know millennia to evolve to the point where they would even get language and stuff so that they couldn't destroy the next planets they incarnated onto mm -hmm. and so some of them incarnated here some of them incarnated to other planets and you know, there's a whole huge huge story behind it but a lot of the a lot of the um religious stories that we have come from these these extraterrestrial events. And so it's not that they're incorrect. It's just that there's a, it's a certain viewpoint being here on earth. You know, when you, when you can go out into the stars and, and also when you come into contact with extraterrestrials that know the history of the planet and the solar system and things like, for example, the moon is not a natural satellite and all kinds of things like this. 
it gives you a different perspective on things, but it doesn't mean that the perspective of the people on earth is incorrect. It's just right. a more colloquial right. interpretation of it, I would say. But most definitely, I would agree with Mark. There's a spiritual war going on. There's universal law involved. And so these interdimensionals, these ETs, these, these satanic beings and people and extraterrestrials, however you want to classify them, they understand universal law will not allow them to just flat out uh, kill off a population without karmic consequences. So what they do is trick us into agreeing to our own enslavement and our own death. Mm -hmm. and you can see that going on with COVID perfectly. You know, you look at uh, all of the people out there wearing the masks and drinking the COVID Kool-Aid, <laughs> and it's obvious to see they're enslaving themselves. Yes. They're being hoodwinked into enslaving themselves. Yes. And so, yeah, I would agree completely with Mark that there is this satanic uh, force behind this and at different levels, it's, you know, different types of beings. Uh, Non-physically, there are interdimensional beings. Physically, there are humans, there are extraterrestrials. Mm. Uh, and there's, a, uh, but it, if it is a spiritual battle going on mm. for the consciousness and enslavement of the consciousness and the bodies uh, of human beings here on Earth. Right. Well, that's, that's um, excellent, Ken. Um, and it's reassuring to know that um, I'm speaking in the same language as Mark. It's just a different terminology. <laughs> and what I would say is quite interesting because it ties up with um, meeting Krishnamurti. Actually, many people that I know in the Krishnamurti environment wouldn't accept that what we're talking about could possibly be true because although they're philosophically orientated, they have their own conditioning. But what I thought was extremely interesting is something Krishnamurti said, that there's a reservoir of consciousness, which is utterly good, as no opposite. And periodically that intervenes in human destiny when there is a certain crisis in human consciousness. And that ties up exactly with what you were saying about these entities that have no form, but they're benevolent. In fact, they... They have no opposite of benevolence, whereas we're caught in duality, which sees things in terms of good and evil. But this is a reservoir of goodness with no opposite. And that rather appealed to me. Uh, of course, well, I think, there, I think there is duality in the cosmos, because when you look at consciousness itself, it's a form of skater energy. Yes. And this energy, you know, it, it's, it's not like we're the creators of it. As Mark was discussing, you know, the creator whatever that is, whoever that is, mm. this consciousness, this supreme intelligence out there, that energy flows through galaxies. And this has been scientifically shown mm. that this, quote, skater energy of consciousness, it emanates from the centers of galaxies and it spirals and it branches as it travels mm. and it's relayed through the cosmos, through the suns and the planets because they have black holes or singularities at, at their centers that act like relays mm. and then we also we are little fractal antennas that pick that energy up and our bodies are full of black holes as well the brain neural pathways are loaded up with monoatomic elements that create uh, you know t many many black holes inside of our brain mm. our dna also has these the acupuncture meridians the, the body is full of little mini black holes so as above so below at every scale of the cosmos, you've got this God consciousness flowing through everything, kind of like the force in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And we pick it up and we put our own individual brand on it, our frequency into it. And we emanate our own individual fields, but we're still a part of God and we're a part of the bigger uh, collection of consciousness. Mm 
out there. And so this energy, just like all energy, it has polarity. And so the way I look at good and evil is it's polarities of consciousness. You know, people that we would consider evil, they don't consider themselves evil. You know, no, no, I understand. Um, evil. <laughs> I understand that completely. Um, but um, what I have the feeling, and I'm not saying that I'm right, because it's very interesting to hear what you say, um, is that when you meet, when I met Krishnamurti, and I, I didn't intend to meet him, it was purely by accident, you were conscious of a consciousness in which there was no need for any communication through work. And that consciousness was like a field of energy, like an electric field, but it had a sense of righteousness in it. Now, I'm not talking about his earthly personality, which was by no means perfect. I'm talking about another energy. And what I thought was extremely interesting is that he said that there is this one universal energy which can be transmuted to all sorts of, I guess, different levels of interpretation. But if the mind, and there's nothing outside mind, doesn't interfere with that energy, the consciousness is not polar, it's not dual, it's um, utterly whole, and it doesn't express in positive and negative. But the universe might express in positive and negative. And right. Right. That's that's how I would conceive of it. And in an individual person entity, uh, they have their own frequency. And I don't yeah, I don't think it has polarity per se. Uh, it is a polarity, if you want to think of it that way. It's a frequency band. Um, but there are beings and entities and people out there that operate in a frequency range. It would be kind of like noise canceling headphones, you know, maybe. Uh, maybe that's a way to look at it. You know, you can take two frequencies uh, of opposite amplitude and cancel them out, mm. kind of like noise-canceling headphones. Mm. So um, that might be a, a more accurate way of describing it. But in, in reality, I think, you know, for us to really understand how things work is kind of like an amoeba trying to understand exactly. a 57 I Chevy. I agree, but that's an extreme. You know, we just good. don't have a frame of reference to be able to do it. Right. Well, that's that's what Krishnamurti is putting before the human consciousness, that is... Um, it is a possibility. I mean, I, I, I'm not saying I've done it. I'm certainly not saying that. But it is possible for mind to go through a transformation of consciousness in which the perception is so utterly different from what we're involved in now. And that involves a return to the sacred, not through organized religion, which is a complete joke, but through a reality, a scientific transformation in which the energy is not traduced and remains pure. And out of that comes an entirely different consciousness. Now, I think that's essentially what he was trying to put forward to humanity. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I can see the way I, I look at all living organisms as evolving and becoming more complex to the to where the, uh, all, I think all consciousness is is growing and becoming more complex to rejoin source. Mm, absolutely. That's kind of how I look at it. Yes, that's right. And he said you can go through the evolutionary route, which takes billions of years, or you can cut that out through the silence. And then there's a, tra a huge jump in consciousness, but it can't be brought about by any consciousness which is outside that divine realm of of the eternal good, I think. Uh, I think it's quite a challenge for us, but it might be true. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think it is because in, in my experience, just in a practical sense, I've met uh, quite a few beings on this planet, people, swamis, gurus, 
shamans, different kinds of people who were much more elevated consciousness than me. Hmm. And, and on a few occasions, I've been on speakers panels with people like that. And it's blatantly obvious that they're at a whole nother level of consciousness yeah. than where, you know, I'm at. <laughs> so, yeah. so I think it's certainly possible we can achieve that, at least within a certain realm. Yes, very good, very good. Um, I was just thinking of time. Um, did you want to leave the rest, like the mitigation, your, your devices and the pyramids, which are a very important thing, I think. Should we do that on another occasion? Because it's quite a long video. It might be too long for people. What do you think? Sure, sure. it's up to you. Yes, yeah. Okay, that's great. Well, thank you very much indeed. That's really, it's really nice to meet you. Um, I know you work closely with um, Sam Manikic, and I, I, I've been to the pyramids twice and I, was, I just missed you on both occasions. <laughs> oh. Yeah, one day. Oh, I was, well. <laughs> yeah, I love going over there, and I, you know, I speak at the pyramids, the Bosnian pyramids, when I can. Um, last year, we had to cancel our trip because the airlines canceled. Uh, I wasn't at all concerned about COVID. You know, like I yeah. say, I've been hit with bioweapons and energy weapons. I know how to deal with them. Which, right. by the way, for people that are concerned about these things, COVID, 5G, all these things, chemtrails, etc., um, I did a six-hour webinar on solutions for COVID and 5G using various, you know, technologies and techniques and things. So if people are interested in that, they can uh, go to my website, freshandaliveclub.com and, and check that out. But uh, yeah, Sam is a really cool guy and he still sends me updates on what they're discovering over there. And uh, hopefully we'll get back this uh, June if all the COVID craziness is squashed. Yes. yes. And we can start flying again. Great. I doubt it can. You know, this is the start of an asymmetrical war. I can only see things getting worse. And because what that, you know, you've got to remember these characters are fighting for their lives. They've already fired the first shot. They're not going to stop now because if they're let off, it's like having a war. They're winning it. Uh, you know, it's like blitzkrieg. They're not going to stop until they've basically subdued the whole world. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that, uh, Exactly that. There's there are wars going on at many levels on Earth and out in space between humans and uh, you know between ourselves. And then there's extraterrestrial wars going on. But I totally agree, Mark. I don't think that, that I don't think 5G is just going to go away. I think that we're going to have to have a serious battle over this, and it's going to take time, maybe many years, um, and it's going to it's going to need to involve people in the military and the secret space programs and the intelligence communities the ones that know what's going on and are willing to step up for humanity and do what's right and stop this stuff. You know, we, we can't just do it by ourselves, but we've got to get the knowledge and information about what's really going on out there to everybody as much as we can so that they can stop this, this mess from continuing. Mm. Yeah. Um, just to end on a positive note, um, I'm, I mean, I have no idea because I'm, I have a limited consciousness myself, obviously, but I feel that we will be far more successful than, my, than we might think. That's, that's my approach to it anyway. That, uh, that, well, we're know, definitely more powerful than most people think. A big one? I, we're definitely more powerful than most yes. people think. You know, we've, there's been a huge battle, and I'm sure, you know, Mark's yes. talked about this many times on, on many occasions. <clears throat> there's a battle for consciousness on this planet. Yes. Uh, and the powers that be on this planet spend enormous amounts of money and energy to uh, mind control the population to keep them believing in a, in a constructed reality yeah. so that they can continue with their agendas and programs. 
And so, but we are very powerful. We've been told we're not, but we're extremely powerful. And people have to wake up to that fact. Absolutely. And the work that Mark has done in informing people of the nature of 5G and the details of how it operates and what you've been doing and changes human consciousness. And what, what I like is the work of Ilya Prigogine, who, who was a chemist you probably know, who worked with Einstein, and that apparently the stable states of matter can radically transform, not through the whole transformation, but through relatively small introductions. And I think that if human consciousness is operating in the same way, and after all it's an energy, then once people like you and Mark are pointing out the truth in the human life wave, then the whole wave can be tipped up. It doesn't, because a certain critical mass, a small critical mass introduced into that consciousness changes the whole nature of the consciousness. And that's uh, why I'm quite optimistic. Well, I mean, I could, could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very optimistic too. And I don't want to hog all the time. We'll, we'll let Mark t- talk about this. Yes. But I am very optimistic too. And I agree with you that... Um, you know, the work that we're doing to get the word out, even if people don't believe it, they can't unhear it. And if they keep hearing it again and again, they're going to start correlating, you know, and eventually it's like my own staff. I mean, in my own company, I've been telling them this stuff for 15 years yeah. and it was so far ahead yeah. of their reality. They just really didn't believe it, you know, but now with all this craziness going on, yeah. Uh, they're listening now. <laughs> Have they stopped eating GM food? Because I remember you mentioned that they were eating GM food. Have they stopped that now? Yeah, I had. Well, I had two employees that were doing that, and they actually left. Uh, and honestly, it, their their consciousness just wasn't compatible with our company. Right. Yes. They yes. left of their own accord. But yeah, now everybody at work, they're yeah, much higher consciousness, eating organic and, right. and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's great. Um, did you want to say anything, Mark, before we go? Because I have a great respect for Mark. And when I met him, I realized he has this tremendous warmth. I, it probably doesn't come over on the video. And uh, one doesn't really need to talk to him very much because you feel that warmth. So I'm sure you're an optimistic person as well, Mark, but I mustn't speak for you. Do you want to have any views about optimism or pessimism? I'm, I'm very optimistic. It's all about energy. You know, the energy has to be in balance across the whole universe. And it's mm-hmm. currently in balance because people are currently tacitly agreeing to die mm-hmm. <laughs> with this genocide agenda. But once people realize, and that's what's really important, getting your knowledge out there, mm-hmm. more people that get the knowledge, then what happens will then see the energy then come back into balance, but it'll be in the balance of good because once people get the energy to understand what's going on, because that's what it's all about. It's all just about energy, everything. We're just light. We're just a light frequency or radiation frequencies. There's no biological structure. That's just a, just an illusion. Mm-hmm. Once people understand that and understand what's really going on and throw down this, what this, 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 what we perceive to be very, very evil agenda. A lot of people accept it, but once don't accept it, and then the whole thing will fall to pieces. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Marvellous. Well, on that note, um, can I say good night or good afternoon in America? <laughs> it's good night here. And good thank night. you very much. Lovely to see you both. Thank you. Nice to, to meet you, Mark. Cheers. Thanks, Jim. Same here, Ken. And, I'm, and I'll check out your website and have a look at some of that uh, equipment. We're going to do with some... Uh, some yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, email me and let's talk. All right, I'll Great. do that. Excellent. Fine. Cheers, Ken. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.
Okay there, welcome to the second hour of Radio 5G on uh, December 8th, I believe, yes, the 8th. Um, and that uh, audio that you just heard was one of the more concise and impressive ones that, that I've heard on the subject. Now, Mark Steele, he's, he's, he's my friend, and I haven't talked to him since this COVID thing started. But at the end of the uh, the COVID, uh, or, or the last show I did, he really went into spirituality before the COVID thing hit. And um, that was the last conversation I had with him, and I, I was just uh, pleased to hear that he's still realizing and still battling from a, as a spiritual warrior. Um, all, all of us are spiritual warriors. It comes down to that. But now um, Mark is with me, Mark Joseph, and so let's just say, hi, Mark. How are you doing? Hi, Nancy. Hi, everybody. Doing good. You were the one that introduced that to me, and, um, boy, I'll tell you, it, was, uh, it wasn't like I heard anything new. It was uh, just the uh, non-conspiratorial, attitude that all these people had it was like no this is what they're doing <laughs> you know it's not like maybe this is what it looks like they're doing you know no there was no hesitation this is what they're doing it's a battle between you know well well that one guy nicholas he had a he had a little bit of problems trying to figure out was it lucifer was it satan was it you know so he kind of tickled me that way but um tell me what your impressions are so to give it some context, the um, people can find the audio easily on BitChute. Even YouTube still has it on. And I think it was originally posted um, February. That may have been, it could have been January, but it was that far back. So almost a year. No, it was and, February. Um, it was February. Okay. So even, you know, the, it, it's supposedly dated, but having that kind of uh, round table with Steel and Rolla, I thought was really interesting because I was, you know how people have a Netflix binge. They watch these series and keep watching it and don't stop until it's done. I've done one of those. Um, actually, I think it's called Dark. It's a really good sort of a time travel timeline show. I, I, I think I mentioned it before on, on the Shungat show, but um, it kind of relates to this because Rolla was talking about timelines. But <clears throat> so I was going on a Rolla binge, Ken Rolla. Um, he starting from like whatever his latest one, which is November, down till you know he still has a bunch of stuff on YouTube, of course, bit shoot, um, of recent interviews, and then I found this one like, oh, he's with Mark, so this should be interesting. And even though Rolla was talking about real life Star Wars and and going off on, you know, I mean, we've heard that stuff from Joseph Farrell, Richard Hoagland, coast to coast stuff, but to to have it with Mark Steele and Steele not really not negating what he's saying. Because he, he acknowledges the energy stuff, too. And one of the bigger highlights for me was, oh, yeah, the 4G towers are are shooting scalar waves at us. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I mean, that's no surprise. And Nancy's experience over the decades and knows that, uh, like, the, the term now out of the conspiracy world into mainstream is Havana syndrome. So I'm glad that there's a proper term or not proper, but, you know. An, an acknowledgement and uh, what do you call it? it? It's honed down in a way that all of these things that TIs have been going through for decades, even government experiments, alphabet agencies, etc. 
Um, I just lost my thought, but yeah, this whole thing with AI and and um, like you don't even need 4G, 5G. It's it's a lot of the TI say it's coming from the satellite back to you and even to Les Solom says in the 70s they already have your ener- your brain signature your energetic signature and can find you and attack you wherever you are so you know I- I'm of the mind that we're all TIs and that everything's weaponized so I mean what, what do you, you mean know, by TIs targeted, targeted individuals, individuals. Yeah, yeah um so I've been looking just as a curiosity looking more into that and for me, it's more about what kind of cool solutions people are, are doing and like from the simplest to like the complex. So with Rola, you know, I've been doing the Rola binge and have listened to like maybe five or six interviews over the weekend. Um, he, his, his site's pretty cool. Fresh in And I did join his club. It's just five bucks and kind of stuff you already know if people are regular listeners. Wait, 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 to wait, hold, hold on a second. You just gave his website. What did you say? Freshandalive.com. He also has a private uh, wait, membership. No, the reason I'm asking, isn't it freshandaliveclub.com? That's only if you pay, choose to pay the five dollars oh, okay. um, to get his sort of behind this backstage oh, information, okay. which I did. I did pay it, and it's like, oh, we kind of already know most of this stuff. He, he seems to give almost more in his interviews, but people still check it out and support his work. You know, um, I was. Almost planning to buy one of his um, devices. It's called a home shield. That's almost two grand. That clears out, of course, the, the chemtrails and air pollution, all this stuff, like a 75 mile radius. But like, maybe I should talk to Walt first and check out his tools versus this guy's, uh, in with the resonators, because um, I was more interested in, in the air pollution thing. Maybe I'll ask you, Nancy. Does Walt have an air pollution? Uh, diffuser or what do you call it in in his list of his catalog? I don't well, know if the resonators do that. Well, you don't even need a resonator. We, we we we've talked about this for a long time. All you have to do is use your intent. Now the reason for that is that the, years ago, he's mm-hmm. and I hope I wonder if he still got it. I'm assuming he does. But he set up a um, device that I had had specifically made for my sister. <clears throat> but he had it in his hands, and all of a sudden he puts it on the roof and connects with the satellite system that was the uh, direct TV, TV one, you know. But the guts of that wasn't there anymore, just the antenna. But still, the signal's coming down, and the antenna area is picking up the, the signal, even though it can't be received and then brought into you as a television signal or an internet signal. So he set this thing up and what happened was that the beam that came down and hit the device instantaneously began to, well, it instantaneously switched, did did the spin, okay, that it does, so it's a more natural spin, but it also infected the satellite with shungite with the shungite field and so as it's it's as it's up there any satellite that might pass beneath that beam because you know different satellites are in different areas and they go through this beam and stuff they pass through it <clears throat> they're going to be shungited too so we know that and we've got the shungite grid on the ground 
So we know that around the world, in addition to all this electromagnetic pollution and crap out there, there is a Shungite grid. So all anybody has to do is use your imagination. Put your in Remember, reality is what you think it is. Use your imagination. See a Shungite field all around the planet. And just, you know, with, with, with respect, you know, and good heart, say, look, can you please clear the air? Take all the, anything. I kind of, when I'm doing this stuff, I say, hapona, pono. Make it right. Balance it. Make it stable. Take the stuff out. And at one point, um, Walt did actually, I think he did a shamanic, I think it was a shamanic journey. Um, he, it's hard to tell whether he does remote viewing or shamanic journey. He does shamanic journeying, but it, sometimes I think he, it's, it's more like a remote view. But he actually put the question out, I, I think he was using the pendulum, you know, are the, because we know that everything has sentience at some level or another. So he can he, he wanted to connect with the chemicals, the various you know aluminum and all the other stuff, the boron and all that all that stuff that's in, in the chemtrails. He wanted to connect with it and find out you know are you happy campers? And the information he got back from I believe the pendulum said no they're not. So then Walt said, well can we um, release them from the bondage of being in this material? And he got yes, and now that comes from human thought. Okay, it's it's saying to to giving them permission at the human level in our imagination to just let go all the molecular cohesion, just let it go, and they'll just fall out. You know, they'll turn back to atoms and fall down just as a series of atoms instead of molecules that are destructive to human nature to humans. And life in general, and you know, it's, this is a mechanism of Gaia. And this is where you get the magical things that you know you've got to. Back in the past, they can go back in the past, and they find carbon dioxide in much greater amounts than, you know, we've seen, that didn't kill off anything. Okay, because it's all goes, it's all going back to stability. It's just like Mark alluded to. When you've got a tremendous amount of evil, and we, what we see as evil is life-threatening or life-depleting, it, it's a energy's out of balance. And Gaia, in her wisdom, you know, is a creator god. This is her biosphere, and she can be able to call in assistance when she needs it, and she can assist us when we need it from her. And so, and this is us, I'm saying, the, I'm representing life, not just human life. So, all of the stuff that threatens us can be mitigated by just the way that it's magic. And that's manipulation of energy, and everything is energy. So, the more you understand that, the more it comes into play. Now, anyway, how did I get off on that? I'm not sure what you asked me. Yeah, it was... Um... Uh, maybe investing in one of his um, scalar devices based oh, on right, 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 right. weather control. Right. Uh, yes, you the you can use any of the devices for weather control because all any of them are doing is being used as a focal point. 
and once and, and they're programmable. So it's a focal point. You're looking at you know a little resonator or one of his big ones because I mean, the more the, I'm not I'm not saying that, I used to try to get to a point where I could say this is as little shungite as you need to make the magic work. But I've realized there's never enough Shungite. The more energy devices, the bigger the energy devices, the more we experiment with them, the better we understand the universe. It's very complicated, you know. Um, what was it that Ken said, you know, humans are trying to understand the, you know, the concepts of the, of the creator consciousness of the universe are like amoebas trying to figure out, you know, how to build a Mack truck or something. You know, it's it's like we have to expand our own understanding of the mechanisms of science to be able to essentially. It's a weird one. It's those weird things, you know, Mark. It's like you have to use your imagination to be able to get to a point of understanding, and because it's the imagination and where's all the power. But you have to kind of like give into that. Get, you know, take a chance. Well, if I can imagine this, you know, and just focus on it. But what we use the devices for is that you can program those devices to take that imaging that you just gave it and continually transmit it. Because we're busy people. We have thoughts, and then we go on to something else. We forget the thoughts. The the devices do not. So, um, yeah, I my 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 recommendation to anybody is... Just trust yourself to be guided to what you or Gaia needs in any given area. Because sometimes, I mean, Walt will build something and he'll say to me, I have no idea what this is about. I had to build it and I had to send it to you. And then I get it and I get like a download of operating. You know, how do you operate? I can't build it, but how do you operate it? And... It's that kind of a thing. Let open up yourself to your own intuition, your own fabrication of reality. You know what is this thing? You know, and just ask questions and don't try to get your mind trying to figure it out. Let your mind just kind of shut down, like you're looking at a movie, and say, you know, what's this about? And you'll get weird pictures and downloads of information. Just flow with it. You got nothing else to do. Flow with it. Because once you once you get into being real to realize that these are the the truly new new area of conscious growth that we're into now, because we're 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 no longer you know tethered to the Earth three D plane. You know, but that's what I see. Yeah, I did that recently. Um, I was going to mention this to you later um, outside of the show where. Um, there's this 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 um product I was checking out that I was I was excited about when I first found Shungite like obsessive research it's called um Nanosoma I was going to send you a link of it later and so I asked the universe about okay I want to talk to the consciousness behind this thing or maybe look more into it and <clears throat> got into a little bit details of its patent and um technology behind it so I'm still trying to suss things out but um um, that's something for other listeners to look into. Also, that that's sort of related to Shungite. Um, I, like like with Shungite, I first heard about it in, in Project Camelot, and uh, we'll send it to you later. And then, uh, I guess if I find what I like further, then I'll mention it in <clears throat> the Shungite show. But uh, um, 
no, it's, it's an example of one of those things where I ask the universe, hey, um, maybe I want to get a hold of the consciousness of this thing or like find more information about it. And then I was taken aback by what I was shown. Uh, and then just before I go in further into that, I was going to confirm, email the people who, who run the company and say, hey, what's this, what's this all about? But because um, Carrie Cassidy has been promoting it a lot in her telegram. And the comments about it, people were finding stuff, and so I'm still trying to mull through that. Um, yeah, people should try that technique of asking Gaia or the universe or the consciousness of something, like a product, the spirit behind it, and see what kind of answer shows up. It's, it, it can be interesting, like with my Shungite experiences were, were that too, where um, in the – I guess it, it would be a good show promo for Cosmic Reality Chronicles too, like what's playing this week, but – previous shows where they talk about um shamanic journeys and running into shungat working with it in its lion form black and white so um i've run into uh shungat's form in 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 that i guess plane or dream state a few times at least and so yeah it's definitely a multi-dimensional you know ride but back to the um the clip that that was played uh, no, so I do recommend people check out Rola's other interviews. Um, I actually want to try to get him on uh Shungite show. I'll email him, I don't know, later this month or something, see if we could bring him on. Because having that, that with Derek and with Nancy around, and the fact that he lives close to Mercola in Florida, and he's doing weather stuff and um, his other technologies – and that he was he when the COVID thing happened, the lockdown stuff last year, he said it was no big deal because he's been already attacked by scalar and bi- bioweapons for for years, <laughs> so, and he's had to get himself out of those those um traps and near death uh, things. So <clears throat> one of the things he was talking about was a skio machine, and Dr. Sam Muggsy of Quantum Shift Show uses that a lot and has mentioned that over the years. I have a version of that quantum biofeedback a genius is biofeedback machine or app. Um, I use that sometimes. Um, but, and, and like what Nancy said, this could be done with intention to morphic fields. Um, but I don't know if he told the story here, but he was in India having to do a talk and he came up with like a bug, you know, being in India, you kind of get sick here and there. And so he worked with a quantum biofeedback lady in Florida and was able to get well pretty fast within hours and eliminate the, find the signature energetic signature of the bacteria and bug and then eliminate it from his energetic blueprint and then um you know go about his his uh lecture tour there so um the recent one i listened to his was um i gotta look at my phone it was with other super soldiers in like secret space programs um i'm actually gonna re-listen to it later today but let me scroll through my podcast on my phone something something journeys um I'll, I'll mention it later, but he was saying that consciousness is not in the DNA, and DNA is a scalar fractal antenna, that consciousness is broadcast in, and that's something was really cool to hear specifically and structurally because you know I listen to other people, especially in how to um, circumvent or work around these uh, injections that are so popular around the world and, and being pushed onto people. That um, in that specific podcast from back in April, he was saying that 
these kind of DNA alterations can be, you can return back to your original blueprint. He's done it with other bioweapons before. And it was just really cool how he, <clears throat> how he explained it. And things like Ormus and different detoxes can work. <clears throat> and recently, um, in the Stu Peters, so Dr. Zandra Botha, I think this was last week, gave like this whole huge protocol. And, and it was like, okay, I've heard the pine needle tea thing. I've heard this and that. And then the one that stood out was chlorine dioxide, because that's all you need as far as if you've looked into Andreas Kalker uh, on Ditchute, who wrote Forbidden Health and has said mRNA hydrogel graphene oxide can be taken out using uh, chlorine dioxide, popularly known as MMS, because the nano is of one size. So based on this biophysicist's um, research, uh, MMS is like a level or two smaller, like femtotech or picotech. So it's like, oh, it, it was just cool to hear that um, detailed of it. Now, this was when he was interviewed by Celeste Solem in her subscription, but there's tons of um, uh, clips and interviews of him on BitChute uh, clarifying that. So, and then that part in, in, in the Rola and Steel interview where he was talking about um, Marduk or Maldek. I think it was that planet and warring with Mars. It's like, oh, cool, just that hearing another version of that story. And, yeah, I've heard of the part about the Death, death Star being an actual thing. In fact, Joseph Farrell was saying, like, one of the uh, uh, Mars's moons, Iapetus, I think it is, looks a lot like even the shape. It looks like a walnut Death Star sort of look. And um, he's got a good interview series going on now with dark journalist Joseph Farrell. Um yeah, so it, it just kind of seems like it's all over the place, but it does all connect that it's a multidimensional cosmic war, which, you know, Nancy had mentioned in her other show, Say What Show, and uh, Cosmic Reality. So I try to tune into those when I can, but um, I don't know. Back to you, Nancy. Well, um, the consciousness. It, 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 one of the most... I started, when I was writing the Shungite book, I got off on this tangent about uh, Sir Roger Penrose and Hammermill, Hammerhill, Stuart Hammeroff, Hammeroff, excuse me, who put together a concept of consciousness. Now, Hammeroff is a anesthesiologist. Penrose is like this super-duper amazing you know, I think he's won the Nobel Prize, you know, a scientist. And they got together and they looked at consciousness. And they decided, basically on, on uh, Penrose's work, that consciousness is actually kept in the cells. And it's in the microtubular structure of the cells because it's all, you know, like biological electromagnetic energy. And... It's, it's a fascinating concept that at the time that they put it together, they were, oh, no, no, no. But Penrose said, you're going to see this, this, and this, quantum field situations when you get the ability to measure that that into that microcosmic uh, life place that where you can actually see changes in the quantum field at that level that's he said that's where consciousness is but <clears throat> I got off on a tangent based on what they were saying 
And I think that consciousness comes about, or they they allude to the fact that you can be killed because you have a very unique bioelectromagnetic signature. Everybody does. They can home their ability to focus on. I don't think they're very good at it right now. I mean, they they are. If if you're isolated, I think that's one of the reasons that they want the spacing. All right, stay six feet apart. Because that way they can get clearer registration on your bioelectromagnetic field. If you're in a group, it all squirrels around. So probably the best thing to do is to just stay in groups, you know. But, yes, that's absolutely a fact. But that same fact, when you think in terms of consciousness, means that when you have a conscious thought that is putting together... 2 plus 2 is 4. Ah, that aha moment. And they go into quite a bit, especially uh, Hammeroff, on the concept of the aha moment because they, there is actually a change in the brain when you have it. And they've been able to measure it and with some yogas, yogi-type uh, people. And the yogis were having aha energy signatures in their brains like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, you know, many dozens of times a day, whereas a regular human being might do it once or twice a day if they're lucky. But that's because of the way that they, they're programming their thought to go to those places. So every time you have an aha moment, it goes into a, a frequency bank like a, like a bubble that is your consciousness, your signature is on that aha moment. And so we make these bubbles of consciousness that are part and partial of our soul. It's like a memory bank. It's like a supercomputer. But this is all energy work. And so when, you know, especially when, when Mark gets into this concept of, you know, the trying to gather the soul, what are they talking about, Mark? Is it this consciousness? Is it that bubble? Is that, is that where our soul resides? Because otherwise, why are we doing this? You know, it's like none of this makes does, does anybody want to, I mean, what is it about running the world, controlling people, killing? Wh why? What's on the other side? What do they gain from this? they pointing out that, that from their standpoint, they don't think they're doing evil. They think they're doing something good. So tell me, Mark, what do you think? What do you think is their ultimate goal? <clears throat> um, I, th I thought they made it pretty clear in, in the interview, just the context of their take on the other side, which was this power and control. Because... Um, so the <clears throat> the podcast I was referring to earlier that I couldn't find was called Journey to Truth, and Rolla was interviewed back on April 7th of this year, and he goes uh, more into that where he had this um, uh, interdimensional contact, um, uh, two or three beings, I think it was. Really cool story, and just how in previous timelines and um, other civilizations that they were trying to prevent that from happening here which was um, nanite nanobot controlled by a satellite. And so you, you couldn't even think something, and it was already monitored and surveilled and controlled. So it's the usual um, elite playbook, like Walt says, 
of control and power, greed and things like that profit. So, um, I mean, nothing wrong with obviously wanting more and profiting, but again, balance guy, you know, we're supposed to work with, with life and existence and nature in a kind of balance. So, you know, in your other shows, you talk about things being off for a while. Um, <clears throat> so it was just interesting that, uh, hearing that kind of, at least from Rola's take that, yeah, other civilizations are, are time traveling, at least according to him in the claim, uh, other timelines coming here to help him and other people. So, Well, I'm pretty certain that those might be future versions of ourselves. Yeah, he did mention that in the Journey to Truth podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, it, see, from a standpoint of science and neurology, to be able to do time travel, and this comes from you know doing a lot of remote viewing, you really need to be in... Uh, sympathetic resonance with where you're going. So if you want to, and, and the, the, one of that, oh, that John uh, begins with a T, Traveler or something like that, that was back in the, geez, when he, was it the 70s? I don't think so, maybe the 80s. But he, he was comp- supposed to be a time traveler. He, he alluded to this situation too, is that, in time traveling, you have to be very careful because you you have to have very definitive coordinates as to where you're going. Otherwise, you're on some other timeline. It gets kind of mucked up. But you can't get... I don't think you can get on a timeline that you don't resonate with at some level or another. That's why when, when I hear about all this... Um, these time travelers and, and doing this, I, I'm always very suspicious that they are the a future or a past version of us. Because I don't know, I, from my, what I understand of science and, you know, and the concept of resonance, um, you have to be at least in the same, same frequency field to survive and to do whatever it is you want to muck with. So, um, yeah, so I was trying to look at the highlights of the, um, interview from February, uh, cause they were getting into, of course, uh, what do you call it? Universal law, natural law, and, and also nature's hidden laws that these bad guys have been using on, on the populace and people unknowingly for what thousands of years maybe beginning of existence, like anybody who knows Michael Cremo's work knows he's mentioned that beneath how many millions, billions of years of rock you find these artificially created uh, spheres, different things. Like, no, this wasn't naturally made. So there was something here, um, humanoid form, a long time ago. And so I know recently Walt, Walt uh, mentioned Tanath, and the Silver Legion. I've been listening to her for years, and it was cool to hear one his his take on one I hadn't listened to in a while that she kept being shut down because oh you're not supposed to talk about this so we're gonna every time it like th- happened three times he said um, she did a recent interview with um, Gail of Gaia and she has a ton of good interviews too like Shara Edwards um, but recently interviewed Tanath about um, it seemed like Ormus but something applicable you can use to heal and fix yourself it was mostly about that so that's an odyssey 
And um, I know that uh, uh, Nancy also, you're setting up an Odyssey uh, account, right? Maybe Derek is too, for the Shungite Bees. Derek has one under mystical, uh, no, metaphysical perspectives. Yeah. Or uh, mystical wares probably get you to it too. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is cosmic reality. It, it is up right now since last night. When did I? Three o'clock in the morning. No, it was two o'clock in the morning. I started it capturing all of the radio 5G YouTubes. And it was it's still working the last time I checked. And it's now, or it's almost a whole 12 hours <coughs> later. Because there were 68 of them. See, they took cosmic reality down, and it started with one one after another, you know. Um, but yeah. I don't think that um, the Beware 5G YouTube station had enough people to, to for them to get attention. Because we had, you know, thousands of, many thousands in cosmic reality, but that one's only got like 832 so subscribers so um that but anyway so they seem to be all there and i'm just thrilled i'm hoping that you know they do come over and instead of the one show i put up a show with jan shaw and it really didn't take long uh real nice quality uh so i'm i'm you know hoping that this is a a stable we're still gonna do something that is you know can't be touched um but right now, this is a good platform, I hope. So, Odyssey. And as soon as I get the stuff up there, start getting it up there, I'll put a link so people can start to play with that if they want. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, people like Deborah Tavares is in Odyssey. Um, that's, a, that's a good follow also. Um, a lot of the, the um, in-depth, uh, what do you call it, um, researchers that were booted out of YouTube, let alone don't really put <clears throat> content there anymore. Odyssey seems to be the new thing because at least according to Michael Jaco, um, BitChute is either run by MI5 or MI6, but there's still a lot of good content there and Rumble has its issues too. Um, uh, yeah, so 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 Odyssey seems to be... And then I like Brighton also, but I think other people have been having things going on there as far as maybe uploading. I think Nancy mentioned something about that, Well, right? Bright. Bri- Brighton, as far as I know, um, if you don't have something like it, they they give you, I don't know, not too many videos that you can put up. And if you don't have 500 followers in before that, you can't put any more up. It was limiting how much you could do because, I mean, it takes a while to get your audience to realize where you are. So um, I just I wasn't going to spend the time because I do what seven new shows a week. I'd have blown through that very quickly. So I you know I said no I'm not going to you know and then I I wasn't in the video game until like I say this Odyssey. Um, Derek had gone over there and he felt comfortable with it and Derek's pretty savvy in this type of thing. Um, okay, so let's go back to our um, okay. One of the things that that he said that I had just never, never really cons- not I just just didn't think of it is that, you know if. If you're going to kill off the population, why do you need to do all this DNA changing? 
This is Mark talking. Yeah. You know? And that is that concept of the vaccination being the first phase of creating transhumanism. That's why they're all wanting us to take the jab, because that's the ultimate control. Um, but beyond, before that, way back, you know, in four or five years ago, well, two years ago at least, um, with Mark, that's when I met him, um, he, talking about the concept of the 5G being able to program all sorts of things inside you by just giving you a certain frequency. It was like the first time I saw this exhibited, and I knew exactly what it was, was when here down here in Miami, a very small area of people came down with a very difficult flu. But it didn't spread. It was very contained in a small area. And then another outcrop crop in another small area. And to me, this, well, I asked about it, and I got, you know, no, it's an electromagnetic signal. They're not sick with the flu. They feel like they're sick with the flu. They're even getting the symptoms because their minds are engaging in it. Um, so you get the frequency that makes you feel like you got the flu. You think, oh, my God, I got the flu. Then your mind gets engaged, and your whole body starts to get the flu. <laughs> Remember, viruses are have not been identified. Everybody thinks that the viruses are identified. Okay, they're identified because you see something that is the thing they call a virus. But if you listen to a good portion of the medical community, and remember Jennifer Daniels said to us that when she went to the first class in medicine, she was told... 50% of what we tell you is true. 50% of it is not, and we do not know the difference. And she went to Harvard, okay? So you got 50% of the people that study all this saying that viruses are actually skeletal remains of cells that have died for some reason. So the doctors see the viruses, and it, they think that the viruses called, caused it. No, viruses are never alive, and they're never dead. They're skeletal remains of the cells. So the whole premise of this concept of the flu virus and the COVID virus, and all this is not what it is. There's something else that's involved in creating those symptoms that the doctors then misdiagnose as viruses because they see the cell remains. And I, I, I have not seen anything that makes me change my mind that that seems to be what's really happening out there. So they've got toxicity. They've got electromagnetic signals. They've had them for decades. They can do this to you. Now they've got the 5G. And when all of this COVID started, you know, what were we saying here on this program? We were saying that this is what the symptoms are. I mean, it's very clear. Mark started us up on that subject, and it was within the uh, concept of the Gates head putting in the 5G and what happened to the people there. It was real symptoms. So we've got the, the situation, and we were asking the question, what is it? How are they going to cover this up? Well, they're covering it up because they're, the 5G is creating pockets of, of flu, seemingly, it's flu. I mean, the symptoms are all flu. You're getting this, this flu thing that they're telling you is this deadly, deadly disease. 
And this is what Mark pointed out that I just had never thought about. You have this deadly, well, I had, but not in his terms. You got this deadly disease that it's going to kill you. And yet the only time you know you have it is when they do a test on you. And the tests have been proven so in error by intention that there are legal cases being brought against everybody that ever suggested that this testing thing was a good thing. So, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and, he, and he's, he points out again, I mean, they all do, how blatant it is. And that's what always I wondered about, that concept that you have to have permission from whoever you're trying to screw with to screw with them. And I wondered, what, who made that law? Where's that cosmic law? Uh, you know, but it goes back to the fact of karma, and I'd never thought about that, that if you have permission to shoot somebody, then you don't have the karma. They gave you permission. So, again, karma. Oh, that's why we have to be informed. And then these all, and you know, it's like, they're all kind of like, oh, I don't know why they don't see it. <laughs> like the rest of us. Why don't they wake up? Why can't they see it? So, um, let's see, what else did he talk about? ETs either, you know, okay, that, 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 um, that idea about the Death Star, the first time I heard about that was through uh, David Wilcock in in his um, uh, The Ascension. Oh, it's The Ascension something. It's like Ascension Mysteries. Mysteries, like Mysteries, thank you. The Ascension Mysteries. And he was talking about the ancient builders. And this is the second time this week that something made me think of them. The ancient builders. And they're the ones that made the, the Death Stars. And supposedly, according to David, um, the moon was actually one of these Death Stars. And inside the moon, I mean, it's a, it's a metal container, and inside the moon is a whole bunch of dead uh, people from Malnuk. Because the Death Stars were... Well, he said that the, that the Mars people had them. That's interesting. Because I've, according to David, it was the uh, Malnuk people that were in charge of of those things. But who knows? Because you t different timelines too, you know. It's like even stuff that we used to know is true on this timeline we're on right now may not be true. <laughs> I've, I'm beginning to learn that, you know. Ay ay ay. So um, anyway, yeah, the the ancient builders, and it, the reason that again David talking, the the reason that they put these things here was to protect this part of the galaxy, and it's not just this, this solar system; it's a number of star systems around us, called the local community. I think he used that term, and these Death Stars were to protect against. Especially because there's a um, a wormhole entrance uh, right here in the very near the solar system, and so the solar system acts like a way station because these things aren't always active. You have to have a certain they pulse, and so when they open up, you got all these people that rush into them, all these spacecrafts that rush into them, someplace going someplace else. But they wanted it protected because just like you can go out, you can come in. And that's why these Death Stars were supposedly here to, to protect that, that point of uh, 
traverse through the galaxy, if not the universe. I'm not. I'm not. I am. I, I don't remember ever doing it, so I probably know it someplace, but I don't know it here. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. So, what else? We've got about five minutes, a little less. Yeah. So people definitely check out Rola's site, freshandalive.com. Um, I think I'm probably going to check out that. Um, he's called it like a six-hour seminar workshop online it's like a hundred bucks but he he i mean so people just heard a small slice of what he's talking about he was but he was all over the place but was able to hone down and focus it and have structure to what he was talking about that's why you know it's like oh i wonder what else this guy's talking about this year and then in previous years i'll be checking out but yeah he got you know especially with with current topics and and that you know he he was or maybe still is actually a targeted individual. He was attacked earlier this year too. I think someone was saying, but if you have that experience, because I've mentioned in, in being in Nancy's other shows that Celeste Solom and Steve Quayle, <clears throat> who were in the quote unquote top conspiracy sort of, you know, these things are happening and then lockdown happens and now with the shots. So they've been onto this for, for decades. And so now a lot of this stuff is coming to the surface, obviously for various reasons, Nancy's talked about in other shows. Um, what was I getting to? Oh yeah, so I'm I'm probably gonna check out um, his his uh, hundred dollar seminar that's at six hours because it covers stuff on scalar weaponry, bioweapons, and I, I assume he's gonna do the same thing he did in interviews in 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 this this six hour workshop, but in further detail. So um, I think yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna email him and and see if he wants to get. Uh, on the show, maybe 5G, you know, to promote that product. Um, but yeah, people definitely check out his $5 membership. There's some articles that we kind of, people who are like in Nancy, she's looking at this stuff every day as, as am I. And um, I was like, oh yeah, I've read that, I've read that, but I want to see further what he, I, I've only read the headline, didn't read the articles. Um, so maybe during the holiday vacation, I'll, I'll check out that uh, that that workshop he did. And for sure, I want to get him on the Shungite show. I'll email him and ask him and shoot for um, next month and uh, see where that goes. But, yeah, I highly recommend people check out his other interviews. And I'm just taking notes. So if he does say yes to being interviewed, then, you know, just get right into the rabbit hole stuff and, and, and go as far down as we can. I'm really curious about the structure and design of the weapons he was attacked by and what he used to counteract those. Now, for me, it's like I've mentioned this in the other shows, um, Shungite in this one too, that chlorine dioxide pretty much takes care of most, if not everything. If you can take care of somebody post-vax, I mean, that kind of says it all. Um, again, Andreas Kalker, uh, research him on BitChute, K-A-L-C-K-E-R. He pretty much clarifies it. Um, BitChute has some stuff on chlorine dioxide where a dude who worked for a university, knew beforehand this stuff was dangerous and did like a play-by-play of taking chlorine dioxide and something else. Um, and, and like the before, the, af- the after the shots, during the shots, and like he was getting these, <clears throat> I suppose, micro blood clots from brain clots uh, from the J&J and then took chlorine dioxide, got it fixed right away. And then like four weeks later, how is he? Seven weeks later. So really, really good stuff. So um I think it's like CDO, MMS, something in, in, in Brighteon. But, uh, yeah, just something to add to your utility belt. 
going along this thing before maybe something else gets shot out. Like and they're they're promoting smallpox now, so there's been a natural remedy um, through the Indians called Sarasenia something. So um, I think that was talked about in Infowars and uh, the Kate Daly Show. In her show highlights and notes, go to her site. It mentions specifically what this is. You can get the organic version Etsy, the tincture against uh, smallpox. But you can even use like scalar tech against that. What was so, what was what was her name again? Uh, Kate Kate Daly or Daly. Um, she does guest host on Infowars like once a week, like Fridays or, or uh, Thursday. Um, not sure how to spell her last name. I'll have to look at my podcast list here. Kate with a K, and um, it's like D A L L E Y. I'm scrolling down here to see. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, D A L L E Y. Yeah, Kate Daily Radio. So, you know, uh, iPhone has a podcast app, and then you just do a search for her name, and then really on top of this whole um, virus propaganda thing since the Spanish flu, just how like all the numbers have been just mixed up and made up for decades. <laughs> so, yeah, people have fun. You know, looking into the abyss here. I know they got the new Matrix movie coming out in a few weeks around the solstice, so um, maybe they'll give us some uh, uh, what do you call it? Easter eggs and uh, hidden symbols. I mean, the preview already does that. Now, is it look- the same characters and the same actors? Yeah, more or less. Um, one less director. Because um, Tony Pantoloresco is talking about just the preview. There were already all of these symbols: the black cat, the moth the left and right brain thing, then that was just within like the first two, three seconds. So <laughs> you can already get stuff there. You can read the symbolism language. <clears throat> so yeah, a lot of good movies this month, I think, because it's the holiday season and people want to get out and stuff. So, um, And then Mike Adams also mentioned we're approaching peak flu season in a week or two. So I've already had some local people get sick um, just because of the weather change. And for me, I've had to do some extra stuff, too, for myself because um, I don't do well with weather change. Um, yeah, just armor up, add, add layers to that armor, like what Derek said in his, his uh, shows. Um, are you guys doing metaphysical um, perspectives this week? Uh, yes, we are. And he's going to do it um, live over YouTube. Okay. But he was, he was, tomorrow yeah. we tomorrow – no, yet yesterday because we're, we're pre-recording this on Monday to play on Wednesday, but Tuesday we have Cap with us. That's gonna be fun, really fun. Yeah, and people can find her first appearance on the Shanghai show. It, that's still on YouTube, uh, Metaphysical Perspectives uh, YouTube channel, and that was really cool too. And we're getting more into 5G because she did an awesome uh, detailed post of how she was able to counteract that with Shanghai, and so people tune into that. Right tomorrow, you, you in Tuesday. the in the archives will be the Shungite show, and Kat is scheduled for it, and she's going to step us through her testing of uh, bio uh, biogeometric uh, measurements to determine how bad the five G cell tower they just put in her neighborhood was. Her boyfriend had a terrible headache for the whole duration that this story goes through which is only like 24 hours or so but what happened was that they went out outside the area to restaurant and while they're in the restaurant and away from the area the boyfriend's headache was 
going away. But as soon as they went home and started getting close to it, it started coming back. But they noticed that there were holes next to the cell tower that we're talking about, and they could see the wiring. So the boyfriend, you know, somehow or another had three shungite with them. I think they carried it every place. And threw it in on top of the wires. And she had taken a reading before and a reading after. And that's what we're going to be discussing because it was astounding. And the boyfriend lost the headache and they both could sleep that night. So I'm excited to hear the, the full story from Kat, which... This is going to actually air after that um, particular show, so you can find it in the archives. Yeah, and people can go to the Facebook Shungite reality page to read the exact account right after it happened. So it wasn't just, oh, we blocked the signal and we stopped it. No, it was biocompatibilized, meaning that same energy is still there, but the, the spin, the torsion spin is the opposite. So now it's beneficial energy. It, it's projecting out. You know, the total 180. So I was like, okay, what is that about, right? Absolutely. So look at Biogeometry um, on YouTube. He's got three books, or two for sure, and, and working on the third one should be out real soon. Ibrahim Karim, I took the, the workshop, incredible, highly recommend to everybody. Ancient Egyptian Initiate Secrets. And, of course, there's an advanced course and other courses deeper than that. But, I mean, you know, the material is out there. Just using little scribbles and shapes and putting them here and there and then oh it biocompatibilizes and it shoots out energy from sacred sites and you can even do it with with different numbering of items to counteract 5g it's even simpler than what she did it's crazy so you know tune in uh share it with friends but uh, biogeometry the books are out there and, and uh, dr abraham kareem's interviews are, are great you can even dance these Spell that. Um, spell that last name for the people, please. I'm probably going to get it wrong, but K A R I M. It's not. It's not Abraham. It's Ibrahim. It's, you do an I. Um, but just put, type in biogeometry. There's reps all over the world. Um, stores. You know, they have a 5G pendant. But now we know you don't even need that. If you want to get like esoteric, then yeah, sure, get the three rocks. But then. You can even do it by putting certain numbers of dots and this and that because I'm in their Facebook group. And then like you can do this with numbering dots and put them in a certain pattern or something. And then that, you know, takes care of it. It's like, oh, OK, I got to look more into this. So, yeah, just a lot of playful things out there. Well, people think that this type of thing is a little bit woo-woo. But in sure. fact, and in fact, it's not. One of the things that, that Mark referenced was all of the satanic symbolism. They understand what symbols are. They understand what chanting does. They understand what the concept of thought projection can do. I mean, they understand it. They didn't want us to understand it. And now people are, are catching on, so to speak. The, the sleeping giant is awakening. <laughs> and that's but surely. Well, fast, actually, from my standpoint. I mean, I've been watching this oh, yeah. for 60 years. You know, and to see the turnaround that we've got going now is, uh, well, Mark said it too, you know, he's got a lot of belief that it's going to be so much better than it was. I mean, you had a handful of people that understood the truth and the rest of the people were walking around numb and stupid. And all of a sudden they they try to do their, their ultimate bad deed and people start waking up. And, and now you've got, you know, 
millions of probably I don't know probably billions of people around the world that are awake and aware that something very bad is coming or is here but they're also beginning to get the um I think the the courage to stand up maybe mm-hmm. yeah or or just the frustration or the realization that we are at a war and if you don't stand up you're not going to survive nor is anybody in the you know the human race survived like we are now. We might survive as transhumanist beings, but you know. So, do you want to say um, adios to everybody, and we'll see them next time? Um, maybe people can check out the say what show you posted already on Saturday because we just had the new moon and solar eclipse. I know you guys covered that and a bunch of other stuff. So, um, yeah, till the next five uh, G show. Thanks, everybody, and we appreciate you all. We'll see you next time. Be safe. You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening.